0: You're listening to the Guru's Books, Beards, and Self Improvement Podcast, co hosted by Andy and Brian. This is the quote of the day. He who has a why to live for can bear almost any. Nietzsche Profound
1: Very profound
0: Yeah I was going to say we mentioned This uh, quote Last episode In episode 5 anger Kind of talking about how the uh, Prisoners in the concentration Camps were Likely To deteriorate Quickly and die If mentally they did not have a why what was the purpose of trying to to live through all that suffering you know and so if a person can figure out the why then absolutely uh, they can get through anyhow any amount of suffering any amount of pain any amount of difficulties it might might push the timeframes out a little bit, right. As to when you can't accomplish what, what you aim to do. However, if it's that meaningful to you, if that important, then yes, you can overcome anything.
1: Right. And it's amazing that that's, it's profound in our current state just as much as it was then. I think that when you think about the things that we go through now, if you have a why, you'll keep moving on and progressing in whatever it is. Um, if you don't have that why, then you will flounder. Mm-hmm. You know, you may have some great idea. Oh, I really want to become, in my case, a really good developer. I want to become this code developer. But if I don't have the why, I'm not going to put the effort into it. And effort mean effort is the piece. There is, I don't have the why, so then I'm not going to put the effort in to make the how even happen for me. Even if I write down the how, <laughs> I don't have a good why to make anything happen. I'm just going to flounder for a while, and then it's not going to succeed. And it goes to those smart goal things too for this year. Why am I doing this? You know, why is it that I'm trying to eat healthier? Or for me, why am I trying to grow my channel? Is it? it and wh- if
0: you're struggling to accomplish it, then maybe the why isn't the right why. Maybe it's, uh, it's a fault
1: bottom, right? Absolutely. So
0: this actually this is really interesting because um, kind of brings up the idea that we that it's a masked value, and I think. Uh, Um, in the latter part of the reading um, as it gets into the logotherapy stuff uh, victor starts talking a little bit more about that about how sometimes we do have this vacuum inside like we're we got this void right we're trying to figure out the meaning to life and why why we are alive and and all this stuff And, and sometimes you know we're we think we know we have the why, uh, you know, whether it be a religion that you believe in or whether it be for fun, you know, or pleasure, uh, whatever it is. Um, if you're not actually feeling satisfied with life or you're not feeling motivated to push through the difficulties, then your why is not correct. You need to take a good look at that and say, <laughs> how, am I, how am I basically wearing a mask here and saying,
1: this is, you know, I'm, I'm masking what's important. Does that make sense? It totally does. So here I, I was thinking of an analogy and I have a, I'll, I'll just not even tell the analogy. It's uh, what's going on for me right now. So what's going on for Andy right now is that I am in a position at work and I haven't been satisfied with the work for some time. Um, it's been a long, it's been a lot of struggles and I'm trying to find, I, I thought I had the why. The why was, well, I have a family to feed. My kids have all grown up now at this point. So the a lot of the why has changed. <laughs> I only have the one kid at the house now. So when the girls were little, I have two girls and, when they were little, the why was very easy to keep them fed, to keep a roof over their head. You know that why was very simple. And now that I am older, um, I do make a lot more money than I did back then. But I'm not as hungry as I was for just keeping in the, with the same why. Because what I found was the same why isn't working anymore. Well, I, I, I'm keeping my family fed. I'm. It's not the. I don't, I only have the one kid. He doesn't really need that stuff anymore. So I could take a lesser position. Now it's just not as important. So the why is changed. So now I have to figure out what's really the why, because I haven't been motivated and that's the, the real truth is I haven't been motivated to go. My job got changed recently to doing more coding and doing more stuff that is not, it's not in my wheel well anymore. It's, it's a lot, it's, it's a big change and it's pushing me. And if you don't have that why nailed down, you won't go do the studying. You won't go and be committed at work to do stuff that you know go above and beyond is what they're looking for. If I want to go above and beyond. Well, I could say, well, it's in my nature to go above and beyond. And that's what I, I got glowing reports. But when you don't have the why anymore and the why could have changed, and it did in this case, the why changed, you know, now I'm, I've been in, I, I would prefer to do something different, you know, working with people being more beneficial. I love the meditation stuff in teaching meditation. I really love that. I got a chance to do that this last week uh, was amazingly satisfied and joyful about it. And the topic was joy. So <laughs> kind of funny. How nice. That but joy. it was really, but it was really that piece that I found that it's not, I didn't have the, I don't have the why that I used to have. So now I either have to figure out why do I want to keep doing this job or I need to go either. I need to get a new why or I need to go figure out something else that I have a preferred that now I know the why. Does that make sense? And,
0: yeah, that does make sense. And I think the, um, you know, if, if I were to, change the the why question into a more um, therapy related topic I would actually I would actually change it to be related to cognitive distortions or thinking errors and how sometimes where we do things because we think that it's the important thing that we need to do or we think it's in line with our values or we think it's what we ought to do because that's what someone else said is important to do, right? But it doesn't align with what's really deep down. So again, we, we are masking what's really important to us. And and the word that is used for that in the therapy world is shooting on ourselves. And that's no, I... not as, you know... It's not a big (laughs) college word. It's just a S H O U L D should we say we should or shouldn't do or be certain things. When we find that when we are shooting ourselves into or out of something and it's just, we're not happy, we're not, you know, then yeah, that's, that's the why. It's not aligned with what's really going on. What's really important deep down at our core is not aligned. And so we have to figure out what the real why is
1: and stop shooting on ourselves. That's so true. Absolutely. And that's what I, that's what that, and, and it's it, it, the outcome was that I realized that And in, in an, this week I had my annual appraisal and it wasn't very, it wasn't glowing this year. And a lot of it had to do with it wasn't aligned with my key values that have now changed tremendously over the last seven or eight years. And I can attribute that to a whole lot of, you know, development, mental development and psychological and spiritual development that I've done over the last seven, eight years that have led me down to this the spiritual path, reading these books, getting into this space. And I think that now I'm like... Okay. It's not aligned. I, you know, just making money is not really giving me the value it used to just making it and being able to come home with a good paycheck. Not that it's that
0: interesting that your values shifted, you know, what, what was important at one time isn't so much, I mean, it's maybe still important, but the priority
1: has shifted. That's, that's what it is. Yes. Like I realize, and then, you know, I I do the study and like, you really don't need, you only need a certain amount of money to live. And we go down to that Maslow's hierarchy of need. And we kind of talk about This book is still another example of that, that what is the basic needs? Well, once you get the basic needs met, then you can make decisions on what you should be doing. <laughs> no, what you can be doing.
0: <laughs> Stay away from the shoulds.
1: I know. That's what I just said. <laughs> I caught myself. I love out. it. I love it. But that's what you say. But that's what you do say that. What should I be doing? And what am I doing? You know, what What does, I'll tell you that the inner spark for doing what I used to do is very different. I, I realize that my what I find more meaningful has changed and it's just and I think that that's just growth period but I definitely I think I hit 40 and this is why I'm now much more into that space because I looked at 40 I was like I am not happy with where I'm at because I did the whys why am I doing this and I was like I'm not happy with why (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, I need to. Well, I got to redo this because this isn't happiness. I'm not happy with where I'm at. Um, I don't have the friends I want. I don't have the life I want. And-, and is that is that the midlife crisis thing? Right? Is that people aren't aren't necessarily
0: just like, oh, I'm getting closer to death. It's ah oh, man, I've I've lived my life and I now realize that what I've been doing or what I've been focusing on really isn't what i want to prioritize or focus on in my life like it's it's you know it's kind of a crude awakening maybe or would that be kind of what you're you're that's exactly
1: what i'm referring to is that i i woke up and i said this isn't meaningful this this life is not and i and then you hit 40 and i think as also a realization at 40 that you're now no longer in your 20s and you know 30s can you can give a little bit of <laughs> wiggle room because you're still kind of close to the 20s but now you're officially an adult and I don't like where I'm at and I am closer to I'm getting closer to retirement and to older age and things like that and I have to make something more meaningful or I'm not going to be happy with where my life went at eighty years old, I think a lot of times you do that re- that reflection where you're like that retrospective, where you're like, "This wasn't what I wanted to have happen." Some of it was kid, stupid kid mistakes, but now I'm not a kid anymore, and now I can take a look at it and go and get more clarity. And with that clarity comes more meaning. So how
0: do you? And this is maybe more rhetorical, or you know. Uh, just to sp- spar some more talk here. How how do you um, look at the past that was not in line with with things that are now important to you? And how do you say, oh, that wasn't a waste. That wasn't a waste of my time. That wasn't just 10 years of my life, 15 five, whatever, how many years just gone and good for nothing. Cause I think we can all get into that trap of saying, well, that was, that was worthless. That had no point.
1: And that can be so detrimental. I think you're absolutely right. And now here's how I take a look at it. And this is a very different perspective because I know many people at my age, they they're going maybe through a bad marriage. They've been married for 20 years now, 15 however many years, and oh, what a waste of my life with this person. Your journey required the things that have happened to you to be who you are currently. To be able to even say that statement, that I am different than what I, I'm not aligned with what I wanna do. You have to go through struggle and suffering to get to that that place. You have to be able to experience those things of life the suffering, the good, the bad, the ugly, you have to be able to experience that to be able to say, I don't either want that, this is not what I want, or, hey, I had to go through that in order for me to become this I am now. And I I definitely believe that that's what had to happen. I, I think in order for me to realize that that's what, had to happen because i was thinking about that with marriages when i was 20 years old i got 22 23 i got married very young uh, right after college and the marriage didn't work very well i have my two daughters from from her and i would never trade my daughters for sure but however and that's exactly what i say is that if i wouldn't have had been Married So if I wouldn't have gotten married so young to her, it would have been somebody else because I had to learn the lessons that I learned with that person to be able to progress to a new step. You have to go through certain things and learn from them or you're going to repeat them because you're not in that place to be able to be able to take the next step without that person or that thing, that object in your life. I think it's just it's just part of that journey. So
0: that is how you chose to, to reframe it. That's right, absolutely. I, 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 I think that that, that, is, that is crucial here. It is very crucial that we, we take that responsibility. Otherwise, otherwise uh, it's back to that fatalism. It's back to that, you know, it's just, it's meant to happen. I think how you choose to look at it makes or breaks your psyche makes or breaks your success. And, and as always, there's nothing easy about that. Suffering is not easy. I do think it is part, and you cannot have this expectation that you're not going to suffer. And if you do everything right, or if you do this or you do that, you're not going to suffer. You are going to. That is a part of life. And it is necessary in order for you to learn certain things if you choose to view it that way otherwise it will be a waste of your time
1: absolutely and, and i think that even in this book and we can bring this back to exactly what he's talking about at a very cuz he's talking very fundamentally about humans and suffering and accepting suffering and i'll tell you that as a buddhist that's exactly what we talk about is that this is we call it in buddhism samsara which is the world of suffering? That there is only temporary happiness, temporary joys that come out of this life, where you're. Go- it's just a different, varying. They call it changing suffering, meaning that that bowl of ice cream, and this is my example, the bowl of ice cream, or or in I live in the Southwest, so we're talking chips, <laughs> chips and salsa. So we go to our favorite Mexican restaurant, uh, and we Pause. eat chips and salsa. Yeah. Can
0: I just say I go had ahead. some nachos last night? Chips. <laughs> My goodness. So good.
1: I know. But here's the Sorry. point. No, no. Totally no. off-subject. Man. Okay. <laughs> Were they good? What'd they have in them?
0: Um, a lot of guacamole no. and oh, I got smoked brisket nachos. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So good. I let me let me say, having a beard and eating nachos <laughs> does not go well. <laughs> best not go well it was a mess but i did get to save some for later if you know what I mean. it is good it is good it's good all <laughs> Sorry, i, I
1: agree I... but here's but you're right so i'm going to use your plate of hot steaming lovely smoke brisket nachos oh man so amazing back, probably smoked uh. with some apple wood or pecan wood tastes so good and when we first get to it we're like oh that's so amazing this brings me so much joy Okay, that's great. How about two hours later? Oh, I'm still eating those nachos. No, two hours later, if you're still eating those nachos, you are sick to your stomach. I was sick to my stomach a
0: half hour after.
1: <laughs> I like, it was so much. Like it was so good at the moment. But you're absolutely right.
0: Like afterwards, I almost kind of felt almost felt guilty because it was like so unhealthy. Smart
1: <laughs> smarkles went out the window with that one. That's okay. But that's, the, but that's <laughs> the one thing about this is that it's, but that's why the Buddhists call it changing suffering. They don't, they take a look at everything is that's just a changing suffering because this world is suffering. There is always going to be suffering. It just changes a little bit in our perspective. And if you start taking a look at it like that, then you deal with the suffering, just like dealing with death. If you know how to live this world well, you suffer that you have the reason for your suffering. I'm making my life meaningful, I'm benefiting others in this world of suffering, then you have the why, which makes you move on and be happy.
0: I I love that. So there is, I mean, there's that I don't know who said it, but you know, there's beauty in suffering. Mm -hmm. There's beauty in pain there is good in it there is something with it that needs to be embraced if you looked at the reading um on page 103 victor even says suffering may well be a human achievement (laughs) wow that is so cool to think about like i'm not saying it's great in the moment you know when you're suffering in the moment it can be really Really excruciating, you know, be it physical or emotional or mental um, suffering, right? And yet if you can step outside yourself for just a moment and say like, wow, this is the human experience. This is like, this is a part of life. I'm not supposed to live life without this. This is equally
1: good just as the nachos, it is. And, and and that brings joy. Temporary joy is still to be rejoiced in. And that's the one thing that these small things that bring us joy are to be rejoiced in, especially if somebody else is experiencing it too, or they're experiencing. I can rejoice in your joy. There's so much. But what we're talking about is acceptance. Acceptance is the patiently accepting your suffering because there is going to be suffering but how you respond to the suffering is how well you get through it and that's what he talks about in this book specifically and i had so many other readings that there's you know patient suffering is a huge buddhist philosophy being able to patiently deal with what has happened and say hey this has happened and i have to accept it as it is.
0: Well, and that that's um that's really interesting. So, um, he talks in the book um, again in, in the logotherapy part that that we're getting into about willing into meaning or will it to be, right? Right. And and, and, and so you think will like um at first I was you know, like i don't know how to make sense of this. Like he's getting too too college worry on me you know but like you think willpower what is willpower self-control basically right
1: with effort with effort right there's effort built into it i am going with effort i will overcome this thing this object this mountain that i thought was that i now don't see it's just all perspective is it a mountain or is it a mold? So in
0: essence, you will it you will it to be
1: whatever you make it. To, right? Like I will, by willing it you're making it. Because <laughs> mind is everything. Because mind is everything. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: and and it's difficult to wrap the head around it because this stuff is not concrete, you know, there's no physical form to thought or to suffering, you know, or to, to joy. It's just this this sensation, this this thing that is totally intangible and so saying well i'm going to make it right well if i say you're going to make a table you need to get the tools for it you need to get all the 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 um muscle that would be required to to get the pieces um and haul it to your workstation whatever it is right like there's effort there and there's a will or a desire you know this this Self-control, even to to make this table, it's a physical thing. Well, you can make suffering worthwhile. You can make it beautiful. You can make a divorce worthwhile. You have to put the work in, though. You have to put in the effort. You have to look at it, and you have to also allow yourself to feel the negative and feel angry and feel you know, you know, again, that, that all plays a part. It's all a role. There's a section in the book too, where he's talking about tension and how there has to be tension. And that if you're thinking that he, there's going to be a way in life for you to just be happy and there's not going to be tension, and that everything's going to be perfectly in balance. Well, I would argue that
1: um, in order for things to be in balance, there has to be tension. Oh, Absolutely. And, and you have to have that perspective, you have to have that experience to understand what you can't have joy without sadness, you have to experience sadness to understand what joy is. Because otherwise, then it's just a gimme, uh, this thing happened, it's great. But if you didn't have like pain involved in another thing, you wouldn't be able to say recognize that that is joy, that this is joyful. The other thing is is that from a Buddhist perspective we talk about this all the time that mind is everything and what you perceive it if it's a problem is it your problem is it, and it goes into the whole mind whose problem really is it is my if if i my finger is cut is it my finger or is it ah uh, finger is cut, but my mind sees it as something else. It says, oh, that happens. You get cut sometimes. It's how I perceive problems. My car, I identify, oh, this is my car. Well, who's if the car breaks down, what's the problem? Oh, it's my car's problem. No, it's the car has a problem and you identify it as your car, which makes it reason why you suffer from it.
0: You identify
1: with. You things. identify with it, and that's the reason why you suffer is because you're identifying with it, which is, and taking yourself out of that space is what Buddhist philosophy really tries to get you to do.
0: And, and well, and that kind of leads us to um, talk a little bit about, you know, what's coming up in future podcasts for you listeners. Um, we are going to have a book uh, that talks about this very concept. Of how we identify with certain things, and then we suffer, or we have pain. I guess I should say we have pain from that, and that we can learn how to de-identify with right. things, right? Right, and that we can just be accepting of what is, and 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 recognize well, what... how we are in relation to things, but we not, are not those things
1: right and that's the and it's so buddhist and then the book we're talking about is eckhart tolle's uh, power of now but that is definitely a and he spent some time studying buddhist philosophy uh, eastern philosophy it really comes from an eastern philosophy and it is very profound to take a look at and very sometimes different than the way western philosophy and and religion teaches and it's it's very interesting. Um, I've I found very much a lot of solace in the fact that being able to identify what the problem is. Well, it, it, my mind is control of all of it. So if I see problem, it's going to be a problem. If I don't see it as a problem, if I see it as a temporary setback, a a suffering that I ha- that I can endure, which is exactly what he says in this book is that that's the biggest takeaway I think that you can have from it is that you can endure, but you have to be able to do it with a, a peaceful mind, a happy mind goes to a very, uh, a quote that only through a peaceful mind alone, can you happy mind alone that you can uh, really deal with things. Just rely on it, rely on that peaceful mind because that'll get you through anything.
0: And you can't have peace without suffering.
1: You cannot, you cannot, you can, it, it's just part of life. It's a yin and yang, right? It is, it is. My goodness. I, and I think it's really good. And, you know, it's just a mindset. It really is. And I, I think that we talk about perspective and that's what his, that's, I think the goal of his talking about this wasn't to bring up the fact that all of this horrible stuff happened. He's trying to make meaning out of it and he was able to share something at a very base level of suffering and what meaning can be come out of those things. And we're surrounded by suffering all the time. You know, death, cancer, health issues, financial issues, so many things. Especially right now, if you take a look at it, we're we're faced all the time with these things. And how you deal with that suffering – means how well you will come out on the other end
0: so the the take home for me from this conversation and from the reading then um and i love this this is this is incredible like i'm, I'm finding insights and uh, i have some things i have to go home and think about more awesome. after, you know <laughs> awesome. after all this so it's really the idea is embrace the suffering and the the if you have the why Correctly, and it's not a pseudo why it's not you're not shooting the why then then you'll be able to have meaning and make meaning and it's not really what is the meaning of life it is how do you
1: create meaning for your life it's an interpretation it's all interpretation it's all perspective it's all yes absolutely right he talks in the book about taking responsibility for your
0: existence. He says that um, again, talking about reframing. It's not asking what life will bring to you, but what you can bring to life. Kind of like that. That um, who was it? Was it JFK who said, "That's not what my country can do for yes, me, but what yes. I can do." It's what country, you can do for your like country. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is, so replace country with life. That's not what your life can do for you, but what you can do for your life.
1: Yeah. What brings you meaning? What, what is your, what is the purpose for your life? And I think finding that is by finding the whys, finding the why, the real why the deep down why that says I have, you know, like, like for instance, I, I, the why shifted for me because I no longer had to take care of two girls. I have, you know, Caden is older now. He's 12. I only have six more years left of being a full-time parent, you know, and then he moves on to college. So now I'm in this space. It's almost like an, like pre-empty nest, I guess, um, of what does the rest of my life look like? And is this what I want? and i think your bio. i think your your mind knows things what's going to really i think that if you take a look at that, that gut instinct that thing that's deep down inside that when you don't find the right why <laughs> you're not going to be happy oh you know <laughs> you don't you
0: don't recognize it but every single person out there all of you listeners if, if there's anything that you're feeling uncomfortable about, or that you're not looking forward to, or that you're procrastinating, or you know anything like that, your why is off. Right. Hands, like hands down, one hundred percent. What you are doing is out of line with your core. Absolutely. You can now take that information, right? If you can be aware of that, right? It's like, oh, I'm just not happy. Well, that means something's not quite right somewhere find it analyze it build your awareness like just be more in tune and notice when you're feeling that. You know, is it because you're bored you when know, you talk a little bit about boredom in the book is it because um you're you're now uh you've now had these experiences and life has changed enough that what was important now just isn't anymore which is okay change is inevitable and what we once valued, we maybe won't value in the future. Embrace that. Welcome it. It's for it's for your growth. And and then what do you want to do? You know, that void, that that uncomfortable feeling, the like the vacuum um, that Frankel mentions, you know, feeling uncomfortable, not sure what to do. What is what what are we gonna do? What how do I feel better? That's like, that's not something to to be distressed about. That's something to be excited about. It's a blank canvas and you're an artist. You get to paint this picture now. How cool is that? What an opportunity. That regardless at what age, if you're feeling this, feeling that void, feeling uncertain, feeling like there's no point or feeling, you know, sad, suffering, you you get to take that, And use it as paint on this canvas. What a wonderful opportunity. That you get to choose to use this to make something for yourself or for others.
1: I said, you know, I dedicate, so when I dedicate a uh, meditation, so that's part of one of the, part of the practice of meditation is uh, there's a process. And the last part is dedicating it. Um, And we always dedicate to ourselves and others. So that mind that I've created during this meditation, I am creating it for myself and for the benefit of others. And if you think about that always being your goal, then you can't go wrong. Awesome. Smart goals. How are smart goals going Man, well, I told you about the nachos. <laughs> well, nacho- Well, you, the nachos <laughs> wasn't part of it. It was eating. It was not just eating, you know, because you could eat true. the nachos, but it was about eating vegetables. So we'll, because because th- that's what exactly, because you could reframe and go, oh, yeah, you set the boundaries. Your <laughs> totally. boundaries are that I'm going to eat two or three healthier options every day. So you're going to eat vegetables or fruits every day. That was your, I'm going to stick to this. This is my bare minimum of every day that I, that I can commit to and succeed at.
0: Yeah. I haven't done well this week, man. That's two weeks in a row. So, but, but this conversation though, kind of sparks an idea for me, right? I need to analyze like, why am I eating veggies? Right. Is it because I want to be healthier? Is it just because, you know, and is that the most important thing to me? Is that truly deep down, the reason why I want to eat veggies or am I just shooting on myself?
1: Well, right. And you have to, and you maybe came up with the, I need, I should be healthier. This is where you start coming into those because the the first two weeks are the newness to it. Now you have to have real gut. You have to have willpower to be able to move to the next step. And you have to have the why there because you won't, you, it won't be a habit. It won't change into a habit for you until you have that "why" down. Absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely. I'm having some roadblocks. I uh, think I, I think I'm
0: masking masking some of my stress with uh, with food. I am eating. I'm not eating healthily because I am feeling stressed. and that's not an excuse. I think that's just me f- kind of understanding it. Right. I need to take that mask off.
1: Well, good. And, and that's what, we all wear these masks of things that we should be doing, things that we, I, I am a father, I am a this, I am a husband, I am a employee. And when we start taking the mask off of what that really is for us, then that's when Stop we can shooting. start. Right? Stop shooting. Well, right. And then I'll then you'll find the more meaningful way of being able to present and move forward. I think that, that you have yeah. to be able to not push it down. I think the other thing is, is to not is to allow feelings to arise and emotions to arise and understand why they're happening for you. And, you know, I think that you had a really great reasoning, maybe you had a good reason at the beginning. I need to probably lose weight. Now you need to know why, well, I have a family. If I'm not healthy, my family won't have me around. That's a, that's a good why.
0: That's an excellent why.
1: And that's where he kind of found is that he said he helped several suicide patients with finding meaning by saying, well, you have somebody at the end of this to worry about, you know, your kid's not going to, and you don't think about that at 80, that at 80, I'm going to be around to see my grandchildren. So your kid right now, you don't think about this because right now you're in this space. I, I'm just eating, you know, whatever, but in 40 years, well, 20 years, hopefully you have 20, 30 years. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> my kids, I started having kids at 20 and 18. So I was a young grandpa, but I will tell you that being Papa has been one of the most fulfilling things. And I, you know, I definitely didn't do it. You know, I just had kids and they had kids, but I will tell you that those are reasons to eat healthy because being a grandpa later down the road and being a healthy fit grandpa who can go play with them, is a beautiful benefit to having a happier life i'll tell you that that's what has really helped me i being able to go out in the yard and you know hang out and run and jump with van and other kiddos most of them are babies still but i have a few that are like van's 10 now so having that ability to think and i i didn't think about it until i was already here but i'm that maybe that's a reason for you if you think about it that's a it's one of the why's I am going to be like healthier that. for my family. Yeah. yeah. That you don't think about that. And I love, that's what I love having these discussions because we both have that back and forth, you know, that we have some good experience to draw upon. Now my Real smart stuff. goals. Yeah. My smart goals have shifted this week a little bit on myself. I'm kind of on a retreat. I call it a retreat and retreat. I think that people go, oh, what are you retreating? Well, I'm retreating into my mind, into some finding some more inner peace, some balance for myself. I had some, a lot of drama in some of the bearded community, which is where I focus most of my energy for my videography stuff. And when that drama, you're like, why am I doing this for this? You know, why? Question. Yeah. Why? why
0: <laughs> the and,
1: and that was what i was challenged with and i was like well that's the reason why i said i'm going to go into retreat uh to regain composure to be able to say this is let me find my balance with this again because i really enjoy but what i'm finding is that the original reason i joined was to bring the buddhist philosophy not buddhism this the religions even though i would love people to you know join in the religion that'd be nice if they read if they wanted to but that's not the real reason the reason is because i think i have value to add by this philosophy to others that haven't heard this type of thing before that's why i love doing this podcast this podcast brings meaning because i get to share some of my experiences some of my readings some of my teachings some of the teachings that were taught to me that i'm able to share with others and I find them profound. And I think other people, when they hear them, they're like, wow, that's, you know, it's life-changing. I know it changed my life and it's changed others. And I, you know, it's, it's nice to have that. And so I think that's the reason why, where I'm going to go next. I think that what I've realized is that, yeah, the entertainment value stuff of doing beard products is fun. You know, it's, it's fun, but I, 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 what I think I'm going to start gearing is like, how do these really benefit you? What benefit can I give to you in this? You know, hey uh, Brian, I'll use High Mountain Sage. What benefit do you get from using this stuff? Well, awesome owner, awesome products that are built for you by a guy who's researching it and making sure that he's giving you health. Those are the things that I want to start bringing to my channel, so and I it gives hear me. You say though
0: is the relationships. Right. And
1: self-care. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm bringing. Oh, that's so profound. Yes. 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 And yes. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. That's. Yep. That's exactly. It. you. Just, oh, I've been looking for that all day. Good. I was You're meditating welcome. on that all day. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Have you ever had that feeling of like, I've been searching for what that looked like and what were the words behind it? Like you, that's exactly what it is. And maybe that's exactly what the whole job search is too for me is it has become about self care for others, benefiting others through this newfound way of life that I found. And maybe that's why it's not fitting in anymore because I hitting numbers and giving people stats on things isn't is isn't doing it's not that.
0: Your, it's not, it's not at my your core what you are about.
1: not anymore. it's shifted. And that's impermanence is built into the system. I, I actually put a quote on IG about impermanence. impermanence is built into the system. Nothing stays the same. The one thing that it stays the only thing that's permanent is that things change. <laughs> right. So that's the true. only thing that's that's the only thing that's permanent is that things well, will change on you.
0: I think that's so key, though. You know, um, people get stuck saying that no, this is important to me. I have to. I have to. They identify with it. Right. That this is what they have to have in their sh- life. This is. I should important. be doing this. I should I be should doing. Be, right, and yet they don't allow for the fact that opinions, beliefs needs change you cannot be the same person today that you were yesterday and wanting yourself to be is not healthy nor is it realistic
1: no the thing i always think about this why do people want a sense of this should be like this and i think it's comfortability I'm comfortable with this thing that is, and when it changes, I'm not comfortable with that. So I want my life to be, I want to have money and buy whatever I want. uh, If that's the case, you know, whatever it is. Um, I want my experience when I go to church or go to temple or synagogue or, mosque. I want that experience to always be the same because I understand that and I'm comfortable with that because people try to put little boxes around everything to say, Hey, this is what is, I love this little box I live in. But the truth is, it's not a box. There's no box that you can put everything in. You can't just compartmentalize everything and say, this is, this is what my life is. I'm going to put everybody in a compartment and that's where they live. And then when they the truth is, is that they don't, and because they don't, we get angry that they don't, and that's what causes our suffering. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think it's okay to put things in boxes. I think you just uh, you need to recognize when it's time to get a bit, or, a little bit bigger box,
1: or a, or the box changed, <laughs> or the box changed in some way that that person really doesn't that, do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and there's certain boundaries. Like, hey, that person. When every time I deal with them, it's toxic. Well. You know, you can say, hey, I am going to stay on the other side of the road. I can have compassion for you, but I don't have to have you in my life as a really close member that I have. Well, say, 5 you know, a year, maybe five minutes from now, they've got a new way of doing things. You can now allow them back in because they've changed something for them or you've changed something in you that has changed the situation to where that Gap doesn't exist anymore. So now you can allow that in your life, but nothing's permanent. So just know that or remember that so that when you move on, you're just like, ah, yes, people are not who you think they are all the time. Who I was when I was 16, family is not who I am now. (laughs) Amen. I second that, family. (laughs) So So future family that's going to listen to this, I am not my 16-year-old flighty Andy. Maybe flighty occasionally.
0: (laughs) Who I was last week is not who I am tomorrow. (laughs) Absolutely not. Or five minutes from now. (laughs) Right. So listeners, we hope that you've had some really good takeaways from... Our, our podcast today. We, we've talked about so many different things. We've talked about reframing the question. We've talked about taking the mask off, not shooting on ourselves. We've talked about the importance of suffering in our lives and that you really need it. You need that suffering. You need that tension to have these other good things in your life. And ultimately it is you who are accountable and who is responsible for making meaning out of these things so look at your smart goals look at what it is that you're working on for those new year's resolutions if you've fallen off the bandwagon like me that's that's okay if you're looking at it and things have shifted a little bit kind of like how it has for andy that's okay too right nothing is stagnant figure out the why for you that makes it still pertinent And if it's not still pertinent, that's okay. However, really take a second or third look. You came up with these goals for a reason. They are important to you. And so figure out the why. This is uh, the sixth episode of Guru's Books, Beards, and Self-Improvement. We really appreciate you listening. And please send us... uh, your your comments or ideas or, or thoughts or any insights update us on how you're doing with your smart we have our our instagram gurus.podcast you can send us an email at guruspodcast1 at gmail.com we really want to hear from you and we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen andy any final words beard on Yes. I, for, I forget what I normally say after that.
1: Beard on. <laughs> Beard on, supposedly. What's the other one? Uh, stay bearded.